celebrating five years on YouTube as your live and interactive Sharks Post game. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Saturday night, January 11th, 2020. And a good day if you're a Bay Area sports fan. The Sharks win 2-1 to one over the Dallas Stars. And that's just part of, the, of this whole night. But let's talk about it. On Teal Town After Dark, this is your live and interactive Sharks postgame show. So do yourself a favor. If you want to be a part of the show... There's multiple ways to interact with us. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans in our YouTube chat on the page or the app. Follow us on the social, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit. Of course, our Discord. And, of course, for more Sharks content, hit us up at tealtownusa.com. Joining me tonight, it is a guy who likes to spell his name the right way. And didn't provide any assist on on any of the goals tonight. He is Eric Landy. No, no, and uh, you know, fighting through the crud, of course. But uh, I'm here, and uh, you know what? Not a bad day. Not a bad day, indeed. Not a bad day for the San Jose Sharks, and a uh, great night all around for uh, for. Uh, Team Teal, and uh, we will get to this. And, and of course, not a whole lot uh, to talk about, you know, for the game. But uh, this is a uh, nice win. I believe it's now five of the last eight for the Sharks as they start to come around a little bit now. Not going to get crazy. Let's be honest. We, we don't want to uh, get too excited about this one. But... You know, looking in the chat, chat, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I am, uh, I'm looking at some of the Solus Shadow. Dell is the MVP of the night, in my opinion, absolutely. Uh, you know, I wish Pav's got the only Stars goal, though. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Deller was amazing tonight. Wow. Uh, yes, I am very happy, and I think so is Landy about the Niners. We we might touch that on on the reach around, but we we won't go too crazy. This is hockey after all, you know. So let's talk about this game as the uh, oh, and we have a super chat. Uh, Raphael Snit sharks are fun to watch again. <laughs> Thank you very much, Thank Raphael. You, Raphael. Uh, it is. Let's be honest. When you donate with the super chat, it goes to help fight with the, help fight the show, <laughs> help support the show, and uh, with all the extra costs that we do because we don't get paid for this. I mean, come on, you know. No, seriously. Uh, the the super chat funds uh, help fund for new microphones for both uh, Puck Guy and myself. So thank you very much, everybody. Yes. Yes. So the Sharks come into this, you know, beating Columbus after a okay road trip. Dallas has been on a six-game winning streak, going nine three and one since Rick Bonus has taken over for Jim Montgomery, which was on uh, December tenth. You had Lukash Radil called up while Blickfeld got sent down to the Barracuda. Um, but let's get at it for the last home game before the All Star break. 
you know, 52 seconds in, and I'll, let, I'll explain why that was significant, but Kane takes a little bit of a high stick. I was a little iffy on that, but, you know, you do have to control your stick when when you're uh, playing the game of hockey. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you know, you look at it a couple different times and you can kind of see where the ref um, or why the ref uh, blows that as a as a penalty in real time. However, I I was a little on the more ticky tacky side of, of that call. Um, you know, it, it just seems like the Sharks are not getting the benefit of the doubt right now, uh, no matter what, you know, and it seems like they have to do just have that extra little bit of being careful in their game because they are not getting away with anything. No, no. Uh, although you have people like the, like Andy Man saying more like that game, please. I mean, yeah, it, but the yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, and I almost want to look at the the uh, the overall stats and see how many penalties the Sharks have drawn and where they rank in the league. Because it's it it seems like it's super low, and I believe they are still the most penalized team in the league. Gee, I wonder why. Are we making up for something, perhaps NHL? Just putting that out there. Either way, Kane gets uh takes a high sticking penalty at 52 seconds, and at 132, while Joe Pavelski's on the ice, uh, Jamie Ben gets his 11th on the power play from Sagan and Heiskanen. For Ben, his thirty-fifth point against the Sharks. No, I mean it was just a, a really uh, talented redirect there, and uh, the Sharks doing. Um, you know, it, it was really unfortunate because it was a block um, of the clear attempt. Um, Gaudreau kind of got in the way of the clearing attempt and just went right off of him, and then the play kind of um, developed. Um, almost uh, off to the side of the net and then you kind of just get this wicked wrister towards the net with the redirect and unfortunately there wasn't anything Dell could do there but uh, you know the, the the penalty kill has been pretty stout um, and continues to be stout but just a little unfortunate break there yep and, and they're due to give up a goal once in a while a power play I mean come on I mean they're, they're, <laughs> they're getting almost automatic there it's it's almost you know, almost, you know, like they're due. So a couple more uh, comments in the chat. Fanatical Teal Bleeder uh, starting to make this season bearable slash watchable. Um, <laughs> Hot Wheels 84. How long is the game seven tax? If we knew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is it game seven tax or is it... Uh... You know, is it the Kane retribution tax? Who the heck knows? But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – from the beginning, it was just just a rough night on the officiating end, you know, in that first period. Um, After that goal, um, Mario Ferraro, I can remember, down being down low, you know, below the goal line in the offensive zone, and Taylor Fadoon just wrapping him up. And, you know, unable to get a stick on the puck, he's basically holding up his stick. And, you know, I'm yelling at the TV like, where is the hold here? I mean, you know, I thought that going into the season there was a renewed um, focus on the whole um, 
interference, clutching and grabbing kinds of plays because they wanted to speed this game up. But, boy, it sure looked like they had the whistles tonight on pretty much anything resembling holding or or uh, any kind of um, obstruction penalties tonight. And at the same time, not a whole lot getting called, that too. It just seems weird how how some of the stuff was getting, you know, not getting called, you know, one game and then getting called in the other. And it, we're talking about the consistency again. Uh, and, and don't worry, there will probably be a, be a memo sent. We'll probably apologize to Vegas again. Uh, about you know penalties and such but you know nonetheless i mean it's just something you just have to keep your eye out and go with the flow of each and every game i know baker was upset about the that call and unfortunately set up a ben power play goal to make it one nothing uh about nearly nine minutes in i i i bring this up just because of the the sheer um chuckles that i had it's like uh Nason with probably the the highest high stick call. Uh, I'll give him credit. Nice hand eye coordination to get that just that little bit of a tip to to put it into the net. But um, you know maybe work on a little bit low. You know there was a guy that used to do that legally with you know without getting high getting the high stick call to it. So <laughs> what did you think of of that one? Is it's like, um, what are you trying to go for, man? I mean, I I almost feel like if he wouldn't have if he would have just left it alone, I wonder if Hudobin, uh, you know, could get that particular, you know, get a good eye on that. Oh, thank you so much, Jessica, for the uh, for the super chat there. Oh. Um, but but yeah, I, I you know we saw, I think it was um in the Penguins Colorado game this evening, Landeskog launching one high into the air and, uh, you know, getting one in on the goaltender and you wonder, okay, well maybe if Nason doesn't do anything there, uh, it could be kind of a little bit of a curveball to uh, Hudobin there in the net. So, um, I, you know, it's, it's definitely a great uh, feat of skill. That's for sure. But there is a reason why they, they don't allow that. And then, and that's just because, you know, you can't have people swinging their stick. (laughs) <laughs> high in the air you're gonna get somebody's head you know clipped if you if you allow that kind of goal to go yeah no uh, no goal on that one uh again kudos to your hand-eye coordination but no that's not legal for sure uh bird 7f91 it looked like the tank was sold out tonight was it all for pavelski there was also a giveaway tonight so that that might have been the case out as uh landy breaks out the flow Nice. Uh, Andy Man coming up with, since December 12th, the Sharks have had the fewest PIMS in the NHL as well as the fewest PIMS per game in that time. So they are cleaning that up. Uh, you know, so that's that's always good <laughs> to see. Uh, you know, to me, the, you know, we also have, to me, the fishing as a whole was reverted back to pre uh, 0304 strike of fishing, it's called, except for the weird marginal stuff. Yeah. Just like the Department of Player Safety, uh, and of course the, the uh, Department of, of Player Peros. Yeah, that's true. Jessica with the uh, donation, and, and by the way, love love the uh, shirt that you're rocking in your icon, Jessica. Uh, you guys are awesome and deserve the support. Keep up the good work. Hope this helps the hashtag Puck Guy Wi-Fi Fund go Sharks. You know Xfinity. 
if you're watching, I, I just want to put this out there. You know, help, maybe. I I'm kind of getting tired of this, you know. How about Dat Fiber? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so I appreciate it immensely. So, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Chris S. mentioning not to jump on Jones, but that they don't win this game if he plays. Look, I mean, it's it's been uh, you you look at who the goaltending coach and the just the coaching shuffle and change in general has helped the most. Arendelle, I mean, the guy has consistently kept the team in, um, especially when they were going through some rough stretches, has really solidified um the team's play in light of the Logan absence. And it was something that we were talking a little bit off air on, but it just seems like the team has a renewed commitment to the defensive game, especially with um, one of their star forwards being out. And it's just like, okay, you know, if the sharks can really batten down the hatches and, and continue to play like this and reel off some wins here and then add Couture back into the mix when they've gotten this defensive structure down um, I mean, you know, you don't you don't want to uh, close the door completely. It might be creaking back open just a tad. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. I mean, it, it's quite possible, but you also have one step life. at a time. Yeah, baby, I mean, baby steps, right? Yeah, but yeah. um. You gotta get definitely, the cliches in, right? <laughs> yeah, but definitely um, the renewed focus on the defensive end of the puck is is good to see. Um, I'm still not in love with the super long stretch passes that are uh, that are continually picked off in the neutral zone. I think that that's again something that Burns and both Burns and Carlson have to clean up in their games. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I'm liking the defensive structure. Um, so far in their own zone. I think that they're really doing a good job clearing the garbage out in front of the goals, uh, in, goal, in front of the goaltender. Um, and, and again, Dell playing very aggressive. Uh, Dell, I mean, very explosive in the pads today, um, as, you know, especially on, um, on some of those just highlight reel and game-saving uh, types of saves. So, you know, I, I, I think that the goaltending tutelage from Nabokov is, is starting to pay off and and again it was something that we always saw from Nabby was his explosive pads and you're seeing Dell kind of integrate that style a little bit more into into his game and if you're Martin Jones you're probably thinking man when's the next time I'm gonna get the net because you know as I as we've said before we didn't think he was gonna get a sniff um going into the all-star break and I still think that that's the case yeah uh, I, I think so. You just have two more against Arizona and Colorado before the break, and, and you get a long break after that. So, remains to be seen what they what they'll do with Jones. I, I to me, I think he gets one. I, I, I just can't see him just not getting either one. But if you, I mean, how do you stop Dell? You know, uh, Richard Davalos, one of our longtime friends of the show. Sharks undefeated since Couture injured. Trade Couture, right? Hashtag. Not intended to be a factual statement. <laughs> For sure there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, somebody 
going going into the Sharks' uh, first goal, 15-33 into the first period, Brent Burns um, with just a just a great redirect with the skates, but um, kind of set up by Timo there. And it's good to see Burnsy, you know, kind of stringing some stringing together some good games. Yeah, uh, he's I think in his last twelve, he's got four goals and six assists. Um, and he's, and he's moving around a little bit more. Have you noticed that Landy, he has been pinching up a little bit rather than just staying at the point, waiting for that tip because that person who likes the tip is no longer on this team. You know, I, I, I think it, it's nice to see that they've kind of stepped away from, from what was essentially cookie cutter, uh, for, you know, for this team for years. Yeah, I, and I think you can definitely see it in uh, Brent Burns's game when he brings that puck down low, um, you know, kind of traveling along the boards there, and then really um, making the power moves behind the net. Um, he likes to kind of drive behind the net and then kind of make that sharp U-turn to kind of put it on net um, with his strong side, you know, being a right-hand shot coming down the right-hand board and then kind of curling behind the um, behind the the goaltender. So, you know, it is good to see a lot more movement, um, especially from the blue line. And I think that that movement was clearly on display on that, on that goal, even though it was, you know, a little bit lucky, but uh, you know, it was, it was just good sound defensive structure and then moving it through the neutral zone, ga- gaining the speed. Um, I like that uh, Timo kind of played to Burns there, kind of like a, a nice right. little fake, juke um and you know getting it to burns and then burnsy kind of just redirecting it and i mean hudobin was hot i mean 933 coming into the uh into the night with a save percentage so you knew that it was going to have to be something kind of fluky to get it past him and right through the wickets so uh yeah just a great all-around uh effort there and you know it was one of those goals where it's a brent burns and eric carlson together on the ice and they've kind of been making that work a little bit more than than usual yeah and you would hope by now a year and a half into the into the the burns carlson experiment that there would be some some you know cohesiveness going on and granted with coaching changes and you know we we can always talk about the line blender up the yin yang but uh, whenever you want to try to get a goal, you want to get it in, uh, and then you finally get these guys setting up for the chances. And sure enough, they bury it home uh, to do that. And you mentioned the, what was it? I saw it just now in the in the chat. Oh, you know, David H saying thank you for making the comment on the stretch passes. It's not the answer for this team. You know, it, the little you know finesse plays. Yeah, while it's great to have it it's also you know very risky as well you know and i i don't and i don't think you need to have the uh the riskiness uh going on fo- going forward because i i don't think that's this team no you know what i mean especially with um you know in in light of the couture injury this team is going to have to get back to meat and potatoes hockey and and uh, you know, that's going to be dump and chase as much as we don't like that. As far as watching it goes, it's effective. Uh, um, use their their bodies and use their size to their advantage. 
um, continue to pressure. Um, and, and we've been seeing it here in the, in the chat and I, you know, it's been mentioned multiple times. So if I haven't caught you by name, but, um, as far as the chat goes, the fourth line really doing yep. yeoman's work with the four check. Stefan Nason really being hard on the puck. Shellman, I mean, talk about a guy who is not, um, you know, he's, he's kind of slight of stature, but really plays a big man style. Yep. And, and that's what the Sharks are going to have to continue to do. And you know what? At the beginning of the season, I don't think that there was enough buy-in into that, into that style. Um, and, and, and I had put it out there on Twitter and, and I know that some people chimed in on it, but this team was getting bullied. It was getting pushed around and honestly, you know, they weren't sticking up for each other. They weren't playing, you know, in, in the style that is successful for this team and that this team knows how to play. And, and again, that's with a good four check. That's with utilizing those points and making the smart pinches and playing down low heavy hockey. Yeah. It's hard. You know, it, it's it's not easy. It's not an easy style of hockey to play. That is for sure. It is an adjustment that Eric Carlson's going to have to make coming from Ottawa because they are not known for that style of play. Yeah. And especially being an Eastern Conference person, it's 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 a it's a big adjustment. But that's how this team is successful. That's how this team has been successful since its inception, I dare say. Yeah. And, and that's where this team has been. I mean, I, I heard Hedekin mention it during the first intermission, a four-line period where they kept getting the four lines going. But you, you hit it on the head, Landy, and I, I'm glad you mentioned it. But Shellman, Nason, Melker, I mean, I think that's a fourth line that's – that does everything not not exactly a thumper line but it, it gets the guys going for the other three lines so you know yeah i mean and, and it's again it's something that we have seen time and time again um and it's it's something that was highlighted by the likes of whether you liked him or not as a player rafi torres definitely was the energizer bunny that got the team's head into it. Um, Manny Metaholtra playing that heavy, gritty kind of style of game as well. Scott Nickel. Um, Scott Nickel, exactly. Um, you know, it just it's just when this team is engaged physically, the mental side comes with it. You know, it, it seems like they play better. It seems like they, they have their heads held high. It seems like the team plays with a with a, a confidence and dare I say it a little bit of reckless abandonment that that is um, I would say insofar as just reckless abandon but also smart you know yeah. not making plays that are you know desperation type plays but making more of the the style of play that that is uh, successful so yeah, you know, again, I think I think it starts with the body. I really do. Yeah, and you know, Ao kind of kind of complimenting your point there. Just by the fourth line not being a liability and able to eat up minutes, that's a plus already. You know, and I completely agree with with that statement. So a second period now, and and of course at fifty two seconds. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before where they where the penalties 
happen at the exact same time in two different periods. But 52 seconds in the second period, Sagan gets a hooking call on Kane, which I also thought was a little iffy on on there. But nonetheless, it sets up a Sharks power play. They, they don't do anything but definitely a little bit of a power play influencer goal as Patrick Marlowe gets his eighth goal of the season in his 1700th NHL game from Hurdle and Burns uh, to make it 2-1. What did you take from the eventual game winner? Look, I mean, um, Patrick Marlowe was going, going to be a guy that was going to be relied upon. Um, again, I go back to talking about Logan Couture's injury, but the, again, this is a guy that's a steady influence, um, a guy that normally is, uh, you know, you chalk him up for, for at least 20 goals. Right. That's not who this player is anymore, but still a person that is respected, still a person that, excuse me, has a lot of talent to contribute. And just, you know, playing a playing a strong game. And I, and I think that, that Patty is definitely involved. Um, he's seen involved in the last, uh, you know, three or four games. Um, and so it's good to see, you know, it's good to see him and Jumbo kind of start to, finally get their legs under them and, and look, you know, a little bit of, of their former selves, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, to me, just really starting off with, with hurdle driving the play there, um, you know, it wasn't a power play goal, but definitely power play influenced. And, you know, there's not really not much more you can ask for um, from, from the way that that power play kind of, um, shifted the momentum and really energized the team rather than take away, you know, because right. for a long time that power play was just an energy sap. Oh, yeah. No, and, and they've kind of come around with it ever since, you know, 2020 hit. And it's uh, it's absolutely unbelievable how, how you can flip the calendar and just start new. You know, it, it's like going out and eating Taco Bell on December 31st and then 2020 comes around and it's like, all right, kale salad it is. You know, it just seems, it seems like that. And, uh, but nonetheless, they get the job done with the, with the, with the non-power play goal, of course, but uh, getting the contribution as needed. Uh, you know, it, and honestly, there were just two more penalties. Uh, you had Fox uh, for a hooking call at 1131, and in the third period, Dylan takes an interference call, which I thought was a little iffy, but a little late, too, at 1237 the third. Other than that, let's talk about the starting goaltender tonight, Aaron Dell. You know, I, I think at this point, and like you said earlier, does Jones get in before the All-Star break? And But some of the saves were absolutely magnificent tonight. And, you know, he's fighting for a, a, a job. He's fighting for a new contract. Um, but overall, I mean, Aaron Dell, hands down, number one star of this game, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. I mean, Aaron Dell... Um, out-dueling Anton Hudobin, um, really, again, just the difference in the play between Aaron Dell and, and Martin Jones 
is is down to the confidence. It's it's down to the way that they play the puck. I really like seeing how much um, Dell handles the puck, especially behind the goal line. Um, but it's it, he's just a he's just a goaltender right now that's that's kind of in the zone. Yeah. And uh, you know it's it was interesting because Kurz mentioned it a little bit earlier in the game, but. You know, it's it's finally a a goaltender that makes the saves that he needs to make. Yes. You know, and and the and the team can, you know, can can kind of ease the the hands off the stick just a tad because they don't have to really grip it so hard in, in worrying about hey, you know, if I make a little mistake, this is ending up in the back of my net. Yeah. You know, and and I know that the guys love Jones, you know, and and I know that they have faith in Jones, but. You could just see it after after that game in Washington. The team just looked deflated, you know, and and especially with the with the late goals. I mean, to me, that's kind of that nail in the coffin mm-hmm. for for Jones. Um, and and I don't see him getting a start until another back to back. In all honesty, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how they they roll this out because Della is going to need some rest, and while he's kind of carried them on this two game winning streak. I mean, you, you're going to need to rest. We, we don't like I, I mentioned before, Archer's Zerbe played 78 of 84 games in, in the charts. Molecular playoff run. You don't need to tire out a goaltender. You've seen what, what happened uh, with tandems, you know, Jake Allen, Jordan Bennington last year, Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak. I mean, those are the two that come off off my mind right off the get go. How they have a pretty solid, you know, tandem of sorts. So at this point, when once Jones finds his game, Aaron Dell can relax, knowing he put in a great effort to uh, try to get the Sharks back into this. So uh, we have yes, some, really oh, stable, real stabilizing. Yeah. Um, hand uh in in the in the goaltending crease and you know before we kind of go along i think another unsung hero right now has been Auntie suamella on that second line yes he's a guy that's just been plug and play and you know he wasn't on the score sheet tonight but putting in a 62 percent in the face-off circle three shots on goal um you know and and just really doing a nice job and, and plays kind of a quiet game but you know, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of him. So, you know, for him, I think consistency is going to be the name of the game. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how he evolves into, you know, into the player that maybe we thought we were getting um, when he led the uh, when he led the Liga. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, kind of just keep listening, to, uh, looking in the, into the comments in the chat here, bud. Uh, you know, you have uh, from Pashelka Bugner said Burns is dealing with an upper body issue. Doesn't think it's major, but we'll know more tomorrow. Yeah, he did leave in the second period early on. I thought it was more lower body, but glad that's uh, glad. Hopefully, he'll be okay and uh, to put up with. But yeah, it, it, with Dell, it's your net, man. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it right now. It's Aaron Dell's net to lose, um, you know, and, and just kind of going through um, Jones's last, you know, his last five starts, uh, eight twenty eight against Washington, nine fifty five 
against Detroit, 963 against Philadelphia, St. Louis, 885, and then the New York Rangers, 828. So, you know, again, just been inconsistent. And when you're a team that is searching, you know, desperately searching for something consistent to, you know, get them through um, a really rough stretch, you want the guy that that is going to give you the best chance to win. And unfortunately, I don't think you can say that about um, Martin Jones right now. I think yeah. Aaron Dell is that guy. Yeah. And have him roll with it. And you find guys that are going to have that next man up, like you said, with Sue Mella uh, playing on that second line. I mean, he goes from not on the lineup to fourth line to second line. And that's just, you know. I mean, it's kudos to to him to getting it done. So definitely a good night all around for the Sharks. They win this one 2-1, to one, uh, you know, kind of going over the game really quick. 28-26 in favor of Dallas and shots. They slightly took over the faceoff circle, wins 52-48. to 48. Both teams had two power play chances. Dallas scored on that one minute and a half in. Uh, but that's only part of the story. Of course, tonight was the homecoming of Joe Pavelski. Uh, what did you think of of the uh, reaction in San Jose? And also, for that matter, what did you think of the whole video tribute? I, I'm kind of glad they did it again where they did it before the game got started. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you talk about, you know, people have been talking about the Mount Rushmore of, of the Sharks and... You know, if Pavelski is not on there, he's he's certainly very close for me. Um, but you talk about a guy who has been the heart and soul of the team, um, a guy who really exemplified um, beating the odds, you know, really a homegrown player who, yeah. you know, fans just immediately fell in love with and never bitched about his spot in the lineup, never complained about where he was placed in along the lineup, was considered the Swiss Army knife of, of players. You could put him in center, left wing, right wing. He didn't care. Um, and, and just an all-around great human being. Yeah. And, you know, the to me, the ovation that the Sharks fans gave him uh, said – all you need to know about how beloved the player is here and on his face you could tell it was uncomfortable because quite honestly it looked like he wanted to be wearing that teal sweater you know it it did not look like he was comfortable you know as as a dallas star um you know of course he's gonna He's going to try and, and talk to his teammates, but but every time you know they there's see a little bit of a let up in the in the crowd, they they kind of roared back, and you know he would do a little bit of a skate, and uh, you know just just beloved, beloved, and so you know it was something that I posted out on Twitter, but you know it, it could be one of the serious miscalculations that DW made of of not bringing Joe Pavelski back. And, uh, you know, money aside and term aside, because we all know, you know, where the, the, those two items of the of the contract ended up going. But, right. you know, just a just a player that that 
encompasses so much insofar as intangibles. And he doesn't belong there. I mean, he, he doesn't belong there. And, and that has been my opinion since the beginning. And it's really, it's really sad to see because he hasn't integrated well there. Um, and the Sharks have a massive eight-sized hole you know, missing in the, uh, in the offense. Yeah. And, and let's not, let's be real here. I mean, it, it, they had to rearrange everything uh, with Pavs gone. I mean, like I said, you, you see Burns kind of pinching in a little bit more now uh, to do it. You know, uh, uh, and Laurel mentioning you all need to check out Chester Chiva's video tribute as well. Yeah. He, uh, Chester Chiva, one of our long time, uh, long time, uh, Fans of the show uh, put up a pretty good video uh, as a tribute to uh, Pavs, so definitely check that out. You know, so that uh, if you know, yeah, and it's it's you not know, you would want to score on us, not getting his extension we wanted to deserve. Don't worry, he'll be back in two years. <laughs> pull a Patrick Marlowe, yeah, right? Pull a Patrick Marlowe. In fact, I saw as I was gifting the game tonight, there was one that said, "Hey, we'll see you in a couple years. Come back like Patty did, you know." So, so the Sharks get yeah, this. I mean, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just. I I think it just. You just see how the offense was tailored to his style of play um and and you just see how the offense has regressed and i and i don't think that it's i don't think that it's any secret that that it's um you know it's paths being missed here so you know that that's kind of been my take on it and um you know i i wish him success you know wherever he goes because he he just exemplifies beating the odds yeah absolutely i mean the seventh round pick uh, I mean, to to get to go that far deep into the draft and then get and have the success that he had is just, just unbelievable you know and, and you wish and you wish him the well and, except when he plays against the sharks of course but at the at the same time time it's tough you have to make those decisions and at the same time you have to get younger too i mean this team is getting older you have two 40 year old guys on this team that you know it's it's a tough one. And we're... No, and and you know, and just some responses to the chat. Um, you know, Chris saying, you know, you can't base your team around one aging player, and and I and I agree with that. I mean, the the money didn't make sense, and I don't think that the contract term made sense um, in that respect. But I think it was definitely a miscalculation by both. To be quite honest, I think it's it's a it's a miscalculation on Joe's part insofar as, you know, just how much a, a offense was tailored to him. And so, you know, going to a different team and, and you've seen his points just drop off a cliff. I don't think that's I don't think that that's a coincidence. You know, I, I, I think that that's a a symptom of the style just not matching his style, right. you know? And, and so, you know, I don't blame a player for getting the maximum amount of money. He oh, can. No. You know, I think I'm a player's person and, you know, to give him $21 million over three years at 35, I mean, 
look, the Sharks were never going to going to match that, and and that's unfortunate from a standpoint of losing the player. Right. But I think in the long term, at the end of it, I think both will kind of come to realize that maybe they should have made it work um, here in San Jose. Yeah. yeah. And and the, those times that were shared here were memorable. I mean, countless playoff goals, countless playoff OT winners. Uh, of course, that, that epic uh, speech in Arizona before the uh, stadium series game, you know, it's one of the, you know, he's one of those guys that's up there. And, and man, a, 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 shark, a Sharks much more. Ah, gee, when he Christmas. And that's so tough. You you can't put, you, you can't put four. You would want to put five. You would hope just to, just to uh, give somebody that, that deserves it to uh, get some love in here. So, so. All right. Well, with that, uh, well, let me ask you this: What would be your Mount Rushmore for sharks? Um, I know. I would probably have to go. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I know it's tough to figure out because how do you go with just four? I think, you know, I think I'd have to put Nabokov on there because I think he's the definitely the franchise leader in in goaltending so i think you definitely have to put him there um i think you have to put patrick marlowe on there i mean just his longevity i think you have to put joe on there and i think you know i think that that fourth spot is really where the uh you know where the debate kind of comes into right Right. i mean you, you look to a defenseman maybe although there hasn't really been a Maybe outside of Burns, when his when his career's all said and done, you'll look at him as, as a guy going deserved and go up there. But um, you know, an Olin Nolan because he was so um, impactful um, to this team. Really, the first uh, the, the franchise's first superstar kind of player. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I I, I wish wash between between Nolan and. Um, Maybe Dan Boyle. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, it, it's just too hard. But definitely uh, Nabby, Pat, or uh, excuse me, um, Marlowe and uh, Jumbo mm-hmm. as one, two, two, three, and and that fourth spot is really to me where where you um, where you can really make the debate. Yeah, it's tough because I, I almost you could go Thornton, Marlowe, and of course you put Pavelski, but who do you drop out because? You know, can Thornton Pavelski or, you know, Thornton Marlowe or Marlowe, Thornton, Burns, Nabby? I mean, you know, or like Ao said, no, Herbe on no one's list. I mean, it's tough to say, you know, so. Fit out leader Haley. Yes, yeah, of course. I saw that one too. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Andy Man making a great point too. Vlasic's deserving of a spot to, you know, as a defenseman. Um, I, I, I think that that would definitely be deserving. You know, and again, I think that that for me, it's that that fourth spot that is most interesting in so far as the debate goes. Um, I, I love Urbe. You know, he to me will always be a a cult 
you know, following kind of player. Right. Um, but, you know, when I think of Sharks goaltending, I, I think of the three-headed monster and I think of the best of the three-headed monster. I mean, there is there has not been a goaltender, in my memory at least, who has, you know, her chance come down from the rafters like Nabokov. I mean, the Nabby chants have been overwhelming right. at times at the SAP Center. So <laughs> to me, that's why I pick him over Urbe. But, oh, although know. Urbe had some crazy chance at, at him in San Jose at the time. Mount Rushmore of Puckeye Internet. Yes, of course. Why, why not have AOL happen? Because it would happen like that. So with that, Landy, is it time? Oh, boy. I think I think it's time to get me some of that. You got it. Goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. All right. It is Gino Copper Surf AOL Earthling. Oh, jeez. All right. Moving on. Come on. A bunch of games on a Saturday night in the National Hockey League. Brock Besser with two goals uh, as the Canucks win 6 3 over the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres just falling apart once again. And. Uh, Montreal finally gets off the schneid. Ilya Kovalchuk with the game winner as the Canadians win 2-1 uh, over Ottawa. Uh, the Bruins win in overtime against the Islanders 3-2. Patrice Bergeron with his 19th of the season gets a victory in that one. The Lightning on a goal from Patrick Maroon in the second period. The only goal as Vasilevsky shuts out. The Philadelphia Flyers won nothing. Devils beat the Caps five to one. Wait, what? Devils beat the Caps five to one. What? Nico Hishier with two goals in that one. Okay, one of those weird ones. The Hurricane. I mean, I'm sorry. The Whalers. The Whalers beat the L.A. King- oh, really? They they wear the Whalers jerseys against the Kings. What? Two nothing. The final there. Uh, Niederreiter and Teravainen with the uh, goals. James Reimer uh, with the shutout. Uh, Davala Sengbu, lack of short house. Uh, uh, Talk to, to somebody with my contract about that one. Uh, Blues 5, Rangers 2. In this one, David Perron celebrates getting selected to the All-Star team with his 20th goal of the season. In that one, the Ducks lose to Chicago 4-2. to two. Kubalik with two goals in that one, of course. Uh, and the Columbus Blue Jackets shut out the Vegas Golden Knights 3-0 in Vegas. So that's a, it's a huge... Uh, <laughs> thank you, Columbus. Yes, thank you, Columbus. Glad we pissed you off so you can shut out the Golden Knights. In the Battle of Alberta, the uh, Flames beat the Oilers 4-3. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with two goals. Not enough uh, to get it done. Zach Hassian beat the crap out of uh, out of uh, Matthew Kachuk. So uh, earlier today, believe it or not, there was a game. There was a game, and a local team won. Ooh, Barracuda. That's right. The Stockton Heat beat the San Jose Barracuda 2-0. 
in San Jose. Oh, yeah. Well, I said it was local. It was Northern California. I mean, come on. Uh, but let's be real. Was there anybody at the game, though? I mean, because just down the street, I mean, they were kind of playing at the same time as another big game. Man, I, I feel for the Barracuda. But, uh, you know, uh, a Barracuda executive kind of made a little comment that, you know, the Bay Area was a little bit of a um, bandwagon of sorts. But, uh, you know. <laughs> It is what it is, man. You know, we we can't we can't do anything about it. I mean, we, we can we have only so much income to root for our local sports teams. So uh, the Barracuda lose you nothing uh, in uh, San Jose today, and uh, insurance goal for Brian Bruce and uh, Buddy Robinson active on the score sheet for this one. So the Barracuda will lose that one, and I believe they, they play again. I believe they play again tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to say that properly, or in an, improperly, I should say. So, <laughs> Thank you, John, John. John yes, John. I'm telling you, they might have a chance. So, yes, John, John, Teal Town, so you're telling me I have a chance. Well, yes, and, you know, we... we bit it out yes i know i have a tough time talking so barracuda lose two nothing to the stockton heat in that one for telling us there's a john john all 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 i have to say really though is thank god the sharks play in the pacific (laughs) right i mean you know six points uh six points behind Vancouver and then uh, seven points behind Edmonton for those wild card spots. So really, I mean, it's, it's the only reason why we're hanging around. Yeah. Uh, John McCarthy, Jake Middleton, bobblehead to the first 4,000 fans tomorrow as the Barracuda take on the heat at 3 PM. Uh, they're also wearing those snazzy player design jerseys, uh, the black with the uh, teal and white stripes, and in the roundel logo in the middle, looks really sharp. Get uh, so get there at sjbarracuda.com for all your info. Uh, easier for uh, them to say it than me. So, oh, and tomorrow bobblehead frenzy's birthday. Prepare next time. All right, good to know. Hey, but it's not as cool as those jerseys that you designed there, Buckeye. Eh, they're 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 pretty cool though. I'll I'll definitely give you that. So Sharks are at forty six points. Uh, they're tied with Minnesota, Chicago, and and themselves. You know, one more point. They're they're with Nashville, but you know, Winnipeg's at fifty two. Vancouver's at fifty two. Edmonton's at fifty three. Vegas is at fifty four. Uh, you know. Vegas has the number three spot in the in the Pacific. I mean, Calgary with the win at fifty five leads the Pacific. So, still a lot of work for the Sharks to get into that one. So, I, I mean, I mean, look, the the mountain doesn't look as high as it was, you know, uh, oh, just a week ago. So, you know, it's gonna it again. It we've we've continued to say it. The Sharks really have razor, razor thin margins here. Um, I still think that that is um, going to be a very difficult climb back. And again, they're they're playing 
extremely, I mean, again, it's extremely close to the edge here. Um, but, you know, you got to focus game on, uh, you know, game to game. You got to focus from game to game. And really, if you can string together a good little stretch here, you could put yourself back into contention again. So it's it's going to take, again, the, the whole team pulling on the rope in one direction. I think it's going to take a, a really strong defensive mindset. And that, to me, is if they if they continue with that defensive mindset, especially with losing a, a player of Couture's caliber, I wouldn't... I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised at any outcome. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so two more games before the All Star break, and more so a bye week as well. Um, you have Arizona and Colorado. I think we're both under the impression that you know Dell gets to start for probably at least one, if not both, at at the rate that they're going. Um, but, uh, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep rolling those fourth lines. I think that's, I think you have a team that can kind of roll forth four lines. Yeah. You're not exactly going to be gangbusters right now, but it, it's getting the job done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and all you have to do is look over to the team that they just played in Dallas as a as kind of a blueprint for reclamation of a season, you know, that Dallas started just as bad, maybe, maybe even a little worse than the Sharks right. did and they pulled it out. So, you know, again, it's the NHL and wackier things have happened. So again, just got to focus on their own game and have, you know, the, the cliches are there, but it's, they're cliches for a reason, right? You know, it, it's just the baby and it's just going from game to game, period to period. Win each period that you play, play defensively strong, and be opportunistic scoring. And get pucks in deep and all that fun stuff. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> gotta right. get those pits. Yep. So, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, and again, I apologize for that, uh, check this out on tltownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and more. So, with that, we will leave you. Uh, we will be back on, and so the Sharks will take on the Desert Dogs later this week. Landy, your final thoughts on where the people can find you. Uh, final thoughts are uh, thank you everybody for kind of bearing with me through the uh, the cold that I've got. Uh, go Niners and uh, yeah, happy Bay Area Sports Day, everybody. Yeah. And uh, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's Eric spelled the right way with a K. And my last name, Landy, that's L-A-N-D-I on all of the social media garbage. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram as Ice Cube would say, today's been a good day. That it has. Yes. So we'll leave you with that. You can hit us up on the social media. Please subscribe down below or to the side. We'll be back with you later this week as the Sharks take on the Desert Dogs and Avalanche. Hit that subscribe button. Check out our previous content. And until later this week, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone.